Publisher Podcast, episode 46. This episode is so much fun. I got the chance to sit down and chit-chat with a couple of my team members, Sarah and Casey, all about TikTok. And don't turn this off if you're thinking, I am so not interested in TikTok. This was a really interesting conversation from three very different opinions about TikTok and usage levels of it. But more importantly, we really did a, um, a, a big discussion about how retailers are changing and adapting to this new phenomenon that's not going to go away anytime soon called Book Talk, which is directly from TikTok. We talked about how Barnes & Noble and spe- specifically is making changes and adjusting to it and how authors are seeing a massive impact of this whole book talk phenomenon, which is basically a hashtag being used on TikTok and now even being used on Instagram. So we give a a pretty good discussion of what TikTok is, how retailers are using this this book talk hashtag, how sales are being impacted by it, how retailers and book purchasers across the nation are taking notice of it, and what it means for you. Also, we have a workshop coming up, which we talk about multiple times um, in the, in the um, interview today, so I'm not going to go into that, but you can find out more at womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash events, and as Casey clarifies towards the end of the interview, this is a very beginner level workshop on TikTok for those who aren't currently using it or not using it much. and just need help from the get-go in getting started. So check that out and um, enjoy this episode. It was a lot of fun. We we went down a lot of interesting um, conversations about all around this idea of shifts and trends in book marketing, how TikTok is having an impact on it, and how retailers are using this to actually make buying decisions and stock books in their stores. So pretty exciting stuff. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book, hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Welcome to another episode of the Publisher Podcast. I am super excited about this conversation. One, it's a different format than we've than I've ever done. We are just like coffee chatting, chit-chatting with two members of my team on the topic of TikTok. And I brought these two ladies in specifically, one, because Casey LaCourt is our resident TikTok expert. She's gone viral on TikTok. She uses it regularly. She knows what to do with it. And Sarah, who um, helps with our social media copywriting for emails and blog posts and all those things, has been doing a lot of research for us on TikTok as well recently. And um, just today, actually had a phone call with a representative from Barnes & Noble, which is one of the things that we're going to be talking about, about how retailers are actually using uh, what they're seeing on TikTok to move books forward and, and getting in on this TikTok game as well. So our goal here today is to, first of all, introduce you to the, the platform if you're not familiar with it, to give you some um, tips and all that kind of stuff to let you know that it's not just something, even though it is the the Gen Z tool of choice, social marketing and social marketing, social media tool of choice right now. If you're not in that generation, we are not in that generation and many of our audience is not, but to let you know that it's still okay for you to use because lots of people in our generation are, and it's just doing, there's just some really exciting things happening in the book marketing world through this platform right now. So thank you, Sarah and Casey for joining me to talk about this today. Thanks. It's nice to be here. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Okay. So in full disclosure, like I know so little about TikTok, it's not even funny. Um, Casey actually came into town. We're both South Carolina girls. Well, she's here via military, but for now she's a South Carolina girl with me. And she came into town for a local book launch that we did. And we sat down at my dining room table and she had to like walk me step-by-step thing by thing. Now do this. No, don't do that. No, no, that's not what I told you to do. Do this. (laughs) (laughs) And we went through step by step and she showed me how to use it. But 
I, I've been, um, we have, if you've attended any of the Women in Publishing Summits, you'll recognize the name Socially Nina. She's come in and she's done some things on YouTube and other things. And she's been trying to convince me to get on TikTok forever. So um, I'm finally, now the book talk is taking off, finally getting there. But Casey, um, for those in the audience who are not using TikTok, have been scared of TikTok, don't even know what it is or how to use it. Will you just give kind of an overview of the platform? Okay, so super baby basics. TikTok is just another form of social media. And I know you're probably thinking, oh, yay, more social media. But um, it really is a phenomenon. And I have been telling, I'm with Social Nina, I have been telling um, the authors I know, especially for over a year, get on TikTok. And now there's all these articles and there's all these blog posts and it's everywhere. It's in the news. It's Barnes and Noble has tables out dedicated to TikTok. Like it's everywhere because book talk. And now they're calling me going, so um, what do I need to do? Right. <laughs> and, um, it's, and it's not, it's not just, it started off, you know, young kids doing dances and, and lip singing and stuff like that because it's been off of musically, but um, it has morphed into everything for anyone. Right. It, there is literally, there are sections of TikTok and when we refer to book talk that it's literally just hashtag book talk. It is a section of TikTok, like a community. There's all kinds, there's beekeeping talk. There's literally cars talk. There's for car enthusiasts. There is something for everyone. Um, but for our purposes, we're going to focus on authors and writing and selling books and marketing for book talk, especially because it, it doesn't take much to hit well. And if you do, you, it, it's, you do not, everyone's going to go viral, but it's easy to do very well. Um, it's just small videos. You can do 15 seconds, any, anything up to 60 seconds and the larger platforms, you can do up to three minutes. I'm not sure if they've rolled that out for everyone yet, but I know that's how it usually it starts. It starts with the smaller, uh, the larger creators. And if it does well, they bring it down to everybody. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, you just post some videos, you can use audio clips and not even use your real voice. A lot of people just use an audio clip that they provide, they'll scroll through and search for one, or they'll see somebody else use one that they think is really cool. And you don't even have to show your face. A lot of um, authors tend to be introverts. Um, and you can just post some text with the audio going in the background and a picture of your book cover. Like there's a million different ways to engage. I know a guy who goes for walks every day, an author. And so he'll just record pretty scenery, put it to music and then put text on the screen saying something about his book. Oh, that's smart. And that's people smart. are like, oh, that's really pretty. So they stop scrolling. They read his little text. And if they like it, they might follow him might like it, show their friends. And it just takes one or two people finding your book and talking about it. And the next thing you know, thousands and thousands of people have seen it. Yeah, I just wanna make one clarification because of sound, since you're listening to this, um, you probably have figured this out, but it's book talk like TikTok. So a hashtag B-O-O-K-T-O-K, -O 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 not book talk, if you think we're saying book talk. Yeah. Um, so make sure we got the, the hashtag right on that. And Sarah wanted to jump in. I could, I could see it. I can feel it. She's got something to say. <laughs> uh, I just have to say, um, the thing that I like about TikTok as a user, because I am, I'd say like, since we went into lockdown and I had both my kids at home, book talk and TikTok in general was such a fun diversion for our household. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I laughed when you talk about all the different things that you can end up on TikTok on. Um, my husband ended up on eel talk. Like it was just somehow he said, because the way the algorithm works and we talk a lot about algorithms on Facebook and Instagram and stuff, the algorithm rewards, you know, the videos that you stay on for more than a few seconds. So as soon as he was like, what the heck is that? Looking at somebody trying to catch an eel in a river uh TikTok thought he must love eels and he must need more eel content so you know for a while he didn't understand what I was doing on TikTok but what I was doing was getting book recommendations <laughs> because it just sort of um it, it really follows uh, the algorithm is really smart it's one of the only social media platforms 
I've used and I'm 45 years old, so I'm not like a kid. It's one of the only social media platforms I've used so far that got me so quickly. Mm-hmm. It advertised a pierogi necklace to me recently. <laughs> um, if you know me, there's nothing that you could advertise to me that I would want more than a necklace with a pierogi on it. Um, that is my dream. Um, so just like what it just really is smart. And it right away without me really like, you know, I'm not putting in any data about myself, but it knew, oh, I, I looked at a couple book videos and it all of a sudden started serving me book recommendations. And I've done so much reading that way. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's fun. And we were talking about Casey and I had a big conversation about it when she was trying to help me figure out how to use it, which by the way, we have a TikTok workshop. If you're listening to this, as it goes out, the TikTok, the TikTok workshop will be live um, on September 14th, September 14th, Tuesday, September 14th. If you're listening to this after that date, you can still get it on our on-demand um, workshop replays. Just go on over to womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash events, and you'll be able to find it for the live or for the on-demand afterwards. But it was really interesting because we went, she showed me how some other authors are using it. And there's some really cool tools on TikTok that you can't do on some of the other platforms. And my favorite one so far, and as soon as I can figure out how to do it, which I will know how to do after our workshop, is the stitching. So with stitching, you can you can take somebody else's video and you can grab a piece of their video and then you can film, you can either v- video yourself reacting to it or like Casey said, what, what we were gonna do, I was like, I don't wanna be on video. I don't wanna, like, she was like, okay, just film blackness. And then you can type your response to, to the video and things like that. So there's there's a lot of fun things you can do. And those also help you because if it's, a, if it's an author who's doing well in your genre and you stitch something, that, that they're doing, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it pulls in people that would have seen theirs in the first place as, as well, right? Yes, it, it shares people who, if you're liking something, it will, the algorithm will kind of grab those people as well and show you more of their stuff and show them more of your stuff. Um, TikTok really does very well, like I said, about building communities. I think this is one of the only algorithms I've ever dealt with that it's so obvious Mm -hmm. because if you grab anybody else's phone and open up their TikTok, you will see a whole nother world. You will see things that you never ever saw because it it does somewhat on region. Like you'll, I see a lot of people from South Carolina because that's where I am. But um, it also, you know, somebody's like, oh my goodness, there's so much hate speech on mine and everybody's so mean and angry all the time. And, and I see all these people being, and I'm like, I don't get that. I get the girls gays and bays and everybody's super happy. <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? I might, my, my TikTok has a little bit of rant stuff because that's what I do, but it's usually comedic or um, you know, my political swinging view, it's kind of my bubble, but, um, yeah, it definitely does that. And it does, if you stitch someone, you can do up to 15 seconds of anyone's video and then the screen stops and it hops directly to yours and you can keep it going or react to what they said or say, I agree with them and here's why. And then it tags that person in the video automatically. Well, this has nothing to do with, um, books, but I can see how people could use these things to, um, to be really funny. The one that I saw that just killed me. And I think Nancy shared it with me was this guy who was reacting to a video of this mother who was putting together like this super fancy, what are they called? The, the, the bento boxes with like the super, like beautifully crafted, like all these wonderful, healthy things. And he's like watching it and you can see the expression on his face. And he's just like tossing things in there at the end. He, after she does all her vegetables, he just tosses in a whole celery. Okay. That may be a silly example, but it shows personality. And if you are um, responding to somebody else, that somewhat that something somebody else is doing that your audience would also be interested in, like it hit me perfectly as a mom who's too busy to put together this beautifully handcrafted, you know, hand sewn note, you know, <laughs> all these things. I saw, the I saw one very, very similar. It was, I, it was probably something, I was probably the same one you saw, because when things like that go viral, a lot of people stitch the same ones. Right. And it was this woman putting together the beautiful bento box of the healthiest food imaginable. And at the same same time this woman's packing her kids lunchbox and it's pudding cup 
Yeah. Lunchable. Yeah. Yeah. So for like everything they put in, she puts in like a bag yeah. of like potato chips. <laughs> exactly. So you can see kind of like, these are just ideas that aren't necessarily book talk focused, but you can see how if somebody's reviewing a book or I've seen a lot of things where people will take things that other authors have said and respond to them positively or negatively, um, you know, different things that are going on. We watched a couple of, of, um, of little videos from several really um, well-known fantasy authors, I think, or Colleen, um, you introduced me to Colleen, Colleen Hoover. Hoover, who, when I saw the image of, um, I saw right after that, I saw on Instagram, because you can use the hashtag book talk on Instagram as well. Shortly after our conversation, I saw a picture and I wish you guys could see this because it's a hashtag book talk table in Barnes and Noble, which is where we're, we're going to get into this, um, where they have pulled like the, uh, the most trending books and authors from the book talk hashtag and Colleen Hoover's book was right there. Verity's right there in the middle of the table. And I was like, dang, right there in action, like moments later. Um, so let's move into the Barnes and Noble conversation, because I know that's what a lot of authors are the most interested in. You can learn how to use the tool you know, as you go, you can do some simple things and just spend some time watching things so that your algorithm is populating with the things that you want to watch. But how is it going to help us sell our books is the big thing. So what did you and the Barnes and Noble, Barnes and Noble lady talk about today? Okay. So some background for anybody who is listening out of the U.S. or just isn't super familiar with Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble is like our big brand name bookstore here. And there's like used to be a bajillion stores out there. And they were sort of like the, like the bad guy, you know, uh, in, in communities, they were the big box bookstore. Um, before Bezos. But the, yeah, before Amazon, they used to be the bad guy right. everyone was mad at. And um, so today, uh, Barnes and Noble has really struggled in the retail environment. And in 2019, they brought on this new CEO, James Daunt. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right, because I've only ever read his name. Um, he's so British, he so be, who knows how yeah, to pronounce that. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, I'm Don't. very unfamiliar with English, so. Uh. <laughs> um, so James Daunt is, um, originally was a banker, but he started his own small chain, like a micro chain of bookstores in England. And it was really popular and well-regarded. And he got called in in the like uh, like 2011-ish to come be the CEO of the UK's sort of Barnes and Noble equivalent, which is called Waterstones. And they were having a lot of the same problems that Barnes and Noble had, um, where the, the, just the challenging retail environment, online sales, blah, 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 like high rents, uh, not able to compete. Um, now, big chains like this, just like any big chain, you know, they succeed by having these big volume discounts, uh, buying everything from the same publisher, buying a gajillion, um, oh, you know, like famous thrillers, you know, uh, Susan, what's her name, Sue Grafton, sort of books, like a bajillion of those, and the whole shelf is filled with that. And that's always been sort of the vibe when you go in there. So, long story short, two weeks ago, I live in Connecticut, we had a hurricane coming to Connecticut. And my kids are uh, in elementary school. And we had a long power outage last summer, and it was bad. And I thought to myself, I'm not doing that again, all the screaming, I'm going to stop at the bookstore on the way home from dinner. And it was late, it was Sunday. And I'm like, the only one that's open is Barnes and Noble. Oh my gosh, I haven't been in a store in like 18 months. I really haven't. So I put on my face mask and I went in thinking like, oh, this will be easy. It's a big box store. I'll just grab some like, you know, diary of a wimpy kid or whatever and just get out. I walked in there and it was like a magical wonderland of totally different from the Barnes and Noble that I remember at the mall back when we lived in Jersey. It was personalized recommendations everywhere. Um, extensive staff recommendations and not just like, what I happen to know, since I follow these things, uh, is on the New York Times bestsellers list. It's not just like a big wall of that. It's, um, and then there was like a big table and that it said book talk recommendations. 
And because I'm like, oh, you know, I like book talk. I'm going to go over there and look. And even their kids section was filled out totally differently than I remember it being set up. So I came back and I got in the car and I told my husband, like, this is so weird. And I started Googling it right away because it seems like such, it seemed, it seemed like my local bookstore, you know, in the way that it was merchandised. When I go to my local bookstore, my, my friend, Alice at Birds Books tells me, Hey, this is what I liked. This is what I read this month. Mm -hmm. Take a look at it. You're going to love it. I know you, you're going to love it. And I've never had that experience at like a big box bookstore. So I was like, okay. So I went back and looked and basically what happened with this CEO is that this is what he did at Waterstones. Mm -hmm. At Waterstones, he said, you know, the reason we're losing market share is that we are not delivering the experience of a local bookstore. And I'm going to pull back from all those volume discounts and hard, like, you know, making returns hard for, pardon me, making returns hard for print on demand authors. And I'm going to back away from that. I would rather lose that and cut down on returns. So that's what he's doing in, in, at uh, Barnes and Noble, because Barnes and Noble, as of 2020, between 25 and 50% of their books were being returned. Wow. Yeah. So that terrifying cost, for small publishers. <laughs> that cost for returns is enormous to Barnes and Noble because, you know, like what, into you the, know, into the distributors. Holy mm-hmm, smokes. Mm-hmm. So he basically said he'd rather it, and it's like a long-term process at Waterstones. It took him four years to turn them profitable, but Barnes and Noble is a much bigger mm-hmm. organism, but this is what he's doing. So I thought to myself, I'm going to call and I'm going to talk to my local uh, Barnes and Noble store. And I talked to the manager because one of the other things, all these business articles were saying is this guy, what he's doing is giving these local stores control mm-hmm. and their managers control of what they're buying. So of course, right away, as somebody who knows a lot of indie authors, I'm like, Oh, really? Um, giving them control over what they buy. Tell me more. Yeah. Um, and that is very much what they're doing. So what he is trying to encourage all local managers to work with their staff to decide what is right for your community, you in South Carolina, me in Connecticut, those are different authors. There's gonna be mm-hmm. local authors you don't wanna carry. There's gonna be um, regional interests. There's gonna be different politics. There's gonna be different like nonfiction mm-hmm. topics that energize you. Um, so let's, you guys know them. I don't know them. I'm a CEO. Instead of having a bunch of, I guess they had like hundreds of book buyers based in New York hmm. who are making these big decisions and sending out like just boxes and boxes of books they laid a lot of those people off and started having like regional people doing it, I guess. Um, I mean, in Connecticut, it's hard to tell because they're still in New York, but um, I guess they are letting the managers and the managers are asking for feedback from their staff to work directly to decide what goes on our shelves. Do you, do you lo- read something you love for an indie author? Did you read something yeah. you love from a small publisher? Let's get it. Um, so I talked to my friend, Sharon, she is the manager at the Barnes and Noble in Danbury. She basically said that she herself, and she's like more my age, you know, so like a full on Gen X type, I think. <laughs> Sorry in advance, Sharon, if I misinterpreted that. It was a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sharon and I talked and she was so, so interesting because she was like, this is so energizing and fun as a bookseller, you know, she's been doing it for a while. She's like, you know, we look at what's trending. Our whole staff Mm. is constantly on the lookout. And she said that um, basically um, they got a suggestion a few months ago that from corporate Barnes and Noble saying, you don't have to, because again, you know, your community best, but we have seen success in TikTok tables at our bookstores. Now Mm. there's also a bunch, if you look on TikTok, of Barnes and Nobles who have TikTok accounts, like your local mm-hmm. Barnes and Noble. I think there's one in like Wisconsin that I follow. It's so fun. And they do really funny like store walkthroughs. Totally checking out right now. Yeah, there's a bunch of them that I've like come across where like the managers and their staff are running an actual account for the store. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think she found it. <laughs> I found TikTok, but that's as far as I've gotten. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, no problem. Well, so anyway, they ended up like playing around. And so she her store doesn't have its own TikTok account yet. Um, but she said that 
her experience, she was skeptical at first. And she said her experience though, uh, because she wanted to try it was that the things they put on that table move so much faster than anything else. Mm-hmm. And she also said that like, she thinks it really meshes well with the brand because Barnes and Noble already has like this concept of community that they always, you know, tried to, they used to do a lot of like live author events and story times and events like come into the store. But now since the pandemic's happening, a lot of people aren't doing that. So it's a nice way to, um, to really connect with the people in their community. And she also said that, um, I thought this was fascinating actually. This is the thing I thought it was coolest. One of the things that I secretly am obsessed with on BookTok is the like, look at my bookshelf genre of TikTok. Those people who have these gorgeous libraries, right? So jealous. You, and you go on and you're, I know, like I'm always like, oh my God, where do you live that house? Ugh. <laughs> I, uh, I, I live in a 300 year old house and none of my floors are flat enough for, um, built-in bookshelves. We, everything's nailed to the wall. Um, so these gorgeous bookshelves and a lot of the things that the things that make them look pretty is these like matching publisher editions. Right. So she said that they've reorganized the stores, um, in a way to put all of the, um, in the classic section, for example, they put all of the classics by one publisher. Mm-hmm. So you know how there's like that very pretty, like, um, I don't know. It, I don't even know whose it is. Uh, like maybe it's like Random House or something like hardback editions of like Little Women and Huckleberry Finn. And they have like flowers down the side and it's so pretty. And when you put it on the bookshelf, if you put them all together, like 12 classic books, it would look so good. So that's what they're doing. They're putting all of the ones that look this way from this publisher here. And then this edition down here. So you can get them to match to make your bookshelf look pretty. So I was like deeply into this and I'm going to have to find a day to go back and see if I can um, check this out in my local Barnes and Noble because that sounded so cool. But she said it was influenced by this kind of social media. Like it's just changing everything they're doing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, that's why, that's why it's important to have this conversation because yes, it is another social media tool. And you might be thinking, I don't want to learn another social media tool, but this is an, a social media tool that right now, and probably for a long time, because of the, because of just the nature of, of TikTok and people love video, people love being able to engage with videos and all that kind of stuff, that this is something that can have potentially huge impacts on on your book. And, and I want, I was just looking up um, because of this idea of big box bookstores jumping on this and realizing I've seen articles and Casey talks about this in her workshop too, the, the, the articles that she's seeing and reading about the impact of book talk. But when we, when you look through just the hashtag of book talk, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff out there. It does not have to be you on video. There's, there's videos of pictures with text, but as you're thinking about ways to promote your book and ways to get your book in front of other people, getting your book into the hands of one of these influencers who is doing videos and having a lot of people would be, um, would be tremendous for you. And if your book starts, starts, you know, um, trending on this and you wind up recommended nationally to Barnes and Noble stores, that's like, that's, that's a massive game changer. But I, I really, you know, before we get off the topic of, of Barnes and Noble, I, I do want to say that I'm, I'm super impressed by the new CEO. He was the, he was the keynote speaker at, I can't IBPA. remember, it was IBPA. And he talked about the changes and, and, and what he wants to do. And he was very pro indie author the entire time, which is a big shift for them because it's been all traditional, traditional, traditional published mm-hmm. authors and all of that stuff. So, so book talk, book talk matched with an, a CEO who actually cares about getting local representation, more indie authors is going to be a game changer. I was really impressed during his uh, keynote address as well. And he answered a lot of questions and he kept using the phrase um, talking about the changes that they were making. He wanted to let the stores curate a community Mm -hmm. bookstore. Mm -hmm. He wanted to let them pick the book. Apparently he succeeded. (laughs) And he also, he was like, this is ridiculous. This is, he even said, use the word unfair with the way the returns went. Because if you have a small or mid-level press, Barnes and Noble picks up some of their books and they're like, yay. And then they return all of them. It could bankrupt them. Bankrupt yeah. them. 
Like, um, so it's, mm-hmm. it's scary to even go out there for it. But now it seems like they're getting away from that and making it much more accessible. So everything he said, I was on the edge of my seat and very pleased. With it. Yeah, it was a, it was, it was a big change. But to talk Bar- about the book talk tables, it like, yeah, no, I, I, I go into Barnes and Noble, I go into books a million even, and they all have TikTok tables, book talk tables. Mm-hmm. And um, you will always see people milling around and on, you'll hear it. You'll just hear, oh, this is the one I saw. And it helps because people are going to book talk seeing about these books. And then when they go to their bookstore, Hey, look, there's that one I just saw on this table yeah. and they're more likely to buy it. Absolutely. Well, we are, are heavily influenced by influencer. And I say that in, in air quotes, cause I know that's not the, uh, a word that people love anymore, but we are heavily influenced by influencers. And those could be just a silly teen who grabs a book and does a silly video that has the right hashtags, gets picked up by somebody, goes viral. And now all of a sudden this book that his mom wrote that he's making fun of is a New York Times bestseller. (laughs) Yeah, no, I follow somebody on TikTok and she doesn't have a massive following. She is not one of the big million followers influencer, but what she has is a rabid fan base that trusts her. And if she recommends a book, they're all going to go buy it. Yeah. Period. So it's not always about the size. I mean, when, when we say influencers, we're not talking only the huge creators, only the really big ones, the ones who just have that are, that are part of the book talk community that rabid readers, like I'm talking mm-hmm. to people like me who are like book a week, people who buy a lot of books, follow and trust. Mm-hmm. So Sarah, did she say anything to you about, um, did you have the opportunity to talk to her about local authors and going in and, and asking if they could be on that table or like, or be yeah, part like the of the process. indie authors? Yeah. So we didn't get into that. There's, I didn't want to put her too much on the spot. She did say that, um, you know, they love to, you know, they love to have in-store events when they can do that again. And they do like to support local authors as much as they can. Um, and I think, again, this is coming down to, you know, letting these store managers decide what's right for the community. And I think that, I mean, the one thing Sharon said is that she feels that there is support within the corporation for mm-hmm. independent authors, small publishers. She is being encouraged to do that, to buy books in that, in that genre especially books that are recommended by somebody or that somebody comes in and asks for um, books that her staff is passionate about. So I think that when I, you know, when I talked to her, we talked a lot about the intersection between um, how like small authors can still get the attention Mm -hmm. of like staff people at Barnes and Noble, like that it was they weren't just looking at like, I mean, you know, everybody who's been on book talk for five minutes will hear about a court of um, thorns and, and roses, yeah. um, <laughs> which is a fantasy series that's like, kind of like, <laughs> it's a mess, but I love it. Um, spicy YA vibes. Anyway, it's a fun book series, but you know, that's not like really what she was talking about. She was like, you know, what, we look at, especially, we try and catch the next thing, you know, the thing that's just coming up or the thing that are people are just talking a little bit about because we want to give those opportunities to people who don't have, you know, random house behind them pushing this. Like we, we're looking for people who really connect with our readers. So I think that, especially in pandemic marketing, right? Like it really spoke to me that there, you don't have to be some you know, big five publisher backed author that these, 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 there's a real directive from their corporation that the ethos right now is bring in something meaningful. Don't bring in something that's just from this publisher. Well, for anybody who has been through one of our programs recently or listens to this or comes to our webinars and how much we, we preach and preach and preach growing the author platform and growing the readership on those author platform. Um, This is a really big example of why 
those platforms matter and why hashtags matter. And in this case, it's just one hashtag that really matters. If you're using it on, on, on TikTok and on Instagram, and you've got people talking about your book, you've got people sharing your thing. I mean, and this is, Sarah's not the first person to say this. I read this in an article the other day too, that now people are like they have teams of people or teams, maybe just one person on their team, but somebody is reviewing those hashtags and reviewing those, 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 those trending things to see what people are talking about. Because at the end of the day, buzz sells books more than anything else. So if you are buzzing, if you are trending, if you are getting noticed from these, so that's why it matters. You don't necessarily, it's, Using social media isn't a direct sales tool. It is not a go buy my book, go buy my book, go buy my book, that type of stuff. It is a an opportunity to grow readers, to grow to grow knowledge about you as an author and to get your book out there and to get other people seeing it and that in itself, you know, has a has a snowball effect if you're doing it right. So for me I want, you know, bringing that all around together like it's it's no longer just a you know, TikTok is for fun. TikTok is, is being utilized by, we saw, we saw EL James's account the other day. She's out there, um, not doing a whole lot, but she doesn't have to, she's EL James. She's sold more books than any other woman in ever. So <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I just made up that stat, but it would not surprise me. Um, so, no, you know, but you've got her. Yeah. You've got her. You got Laurel K Hamilton, who's actually excellent to follow. And mm-hmm. she's been a bestseller for forever. Um, in the fantasy series, in the fantasy genre. Yeah. Um, Colleen Hoover, like we said, she was already international bestseller before she got on TikTok. And now right. everybody's like, oh, this Colleen Hoover's doing something. Like she's been doing well. Like, right. she's and, you, and you might say, well, if these big names are out there, is it going to kill it for everybody else? Because I'm, I'm thinking, but no, what's happening is they're bringing even more attraction to some of these hashtags. So if you're yeah. using them and, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. It's pretty funny though. A lot of people are getting a little annoyed because now all these celebrities are coming on TikTok (laughs) and like, there's this whole thing going around, like, and not really, not authors. Cause you know, authors aren't that kind of celebrity typically. It's not, you know what I mean? But a lot of Beyonce. Yeah. A lot of actors, a lot of models, a lot of musicians. And so there's this whole thing going around TikTok right now going, unless you're Lizzo, leave <laughs> ah, i love it no, but it's true we love it was, Lizzo on it tiktok was kind of like tiktok was kind of like the place where non-famous people became famous you but know you and it, now you know, that's that's something to observe as, yeah. a, as an author as somebody trying to sell books now you have these very very famous people like ryan reynolds famous mm-hmm, mm-hmm. their teams are telling them get on tiktok that's right so what does that tell you right that's right. Right. One thing that I think is interesting, Casey, and I, uh, well, two observations, really. First of all, Sharon did mention something that I should have mentioned before, which is one of the things that she's seen from her TikTok table is the growth in sales of an author's backlist. Yes. Like, yes. And that is really key that like, so they have the TikTok table, but then people will come up to the register and be like, where can I find more? Uh-huh. And she said, particularly, she actually had experienced that with Colleen Hoover specifically, because the woman has like a backlist to like yeah, beat does. the band. She's um, actually a really cool story. I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> but I was also noticing, Casey, um, that some, I really love how even some of these big name authors are always like, I don't know, like throwing light on other authors. Like I follow uh, Talia Hibbert, who actually does not have that many followers on TikTok but her books are constantly recommended by BookTok. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the one who wrote Get a Life, Danny Brown. And it's like um, an extremely, I mean, boy, if you're looking for a great read, it's so fun. It's very spicy. And spicy is like TikTok code for like, there's there's S-E-X in it. Um, <laughs> I don't know, am I allowed to say that? Is this NPR? I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> you can like, you can say the word. It's okay. Okay, I just did an entire Dragon Con panel on monster romances because of TikTok. Like that's wow. so wow. There's something was, for everyone. I was thinking how Talia Hibbert, who is this like very cool author who's always getting like blurbed and recommended by other like by readers who love her on TikTok. 
She writes um, romance centering black women who are often disa uh, like disabled and like it's a body positive romance. It's so mm -hmm. nice. So she writes these great books and she only has like maybe 8,000 followers on TikTok, which is wild to me because she's a genius. Um, but what I love is that like half her account is talking about other less successful authors' mm -hmm. books. I mean, I don't know. They might not be so much less successful, but other like lesser known authors um, saying how much she liked it, really like getting psyched about it, telling people, you know, what she's reading. So it doesn't even have to be, you know, you as an author, like we talk sometimes about like, what do you have in your newsletter? And there's a couple mm -hmm. different ways to do mm -hmm. a newsletter or a blog. And Jane Freeman so famously wrote that great post about, you know, there are levels of difficulty to doing these things, to creating content as an author, because you're an author, you know how to write, but like, how do you engage people over the long term for a marketing effort, right? And I think she wrote really well about like one of the things you can do is share what you're reading, share mm -hmm. things that you love, share things that influence you. And I think so many well-known authors are really open to doing that. Um, and I really love to see it. It's like, I've gotten a lot of good book recommendations from authors I've already read that are outside of their genre even. But it's a really so it's smart, been so much fun. it's also a really smart way to find readers. And we talk about this a lot on our Instagram strategy. Like if you don't know what to put on yours, do recommendations of books that people that your people that you would want as readers would be liking and following as well. Cause it's a great way, especially if you don't have a backlist, if you only have the one book or if your book hasn't published yet, you know, that is, that's a great way to go out there and, and, you know, review other books on book talk that would be books that that your that, that would attract the readers for your book as well it's it's a super smart way to do so from the beginner side you know it's wonderful that these authors on the other end are kind of paying it backwards and I hope all of us remember that when we make it big how hard it was to get there and to do that as well but you can also pay it forward to other authors already out there while you're build or are you building um while you're building your list of, of readers um, well, that's, I, I talk about that a lot in, uh, in other subjects as well, but especially in TikTok, it's being a good literary citizen. Mm -hmm. It is, it is, I don't have a book out yet. I'm working on mine. I have a contract, but I'm working on it. And, but I promote other writers. I post other books I like, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're just, you're putting yourself out there, but you were also engaging in that community, mm -hmm. especially if you write within that genre that that community is consuming. So in the long run, by engaging in that community, maybe they'll follow you for book reviews and hey, by the way, my book's out now. Six months later, a year later, my book's out now. And they're like, oh, this sounds like what she's writing, what she likes to read. And I like all yeah. the recommendations. So why wouldn't yeah. I like her book? And you know what I love <laughs> about, about TikTok is that nobody seems to care. Like, yes, there are some people that are all dolled up and, you know, that's their thing. But for the most part, nobody seems to care if you have makeup on, if your hair is done, if you're in your pajamas or you're wearing something nice. So if you're worried, like, I don't want to go get all made up and be ready to go on camera and be camera perfect and have perfect lighting and stuff like that. I haven't, of course, I don't spend a lot of time on TikTok yet, but from what I have seen, <laughs> That doesn't seem to be nearly as important to people as what is coming out of their mouths or is written on the screen, whether or not they jive with it or not more so. I than will what say, thank like. God, because I yeah. wouldn't be on it. Let's just <laughs> put it this way. I don't do much on Instagram. I do the majority of my TikToks at my dining room table in my bathrobe with my hair sticking up. Like my viral, my video that went viral, the very beginning of it is, oh God, I have chili in my boobs anyway. And like, my brand is hot mess and they, they love it. They love it. It's there's, it's very much, no one cares what you look like, especially if you're a little bit funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, also what you were saying, Sarah, about the backlist, this is what I'm talking about. When I talk about book talk, you have readers and then you have ravenous readers. Mm -hmm. You have readers, you have, and the bookshelf people, God bless them for what they do for sales because they want, if the first book comes out, they want it in hardback and they love the cover and they put it on their shelf. The next book comes out, oh no, they got a different cover artist. This one looks different or it's a different height. So mm. guess what? Mm -hmm. Now they have to go buy the new one that they put out <laughs> that matches the, the second one because you can't mm -hmm. have your books mix, mix match. They right. go a little crazy, but, um, but they are ravenous readers. They will read a book that might be your fifth or sixth book and like it and then go back and buy all five before it yeah. in one swoop because they know they're going to read it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it just attracts, it's a platform and a, and a community within the platform that attracts a very, like, there's a diverse kind of readers. Like there's like a lot of people who are make content creators on TikTok seem to be like, I read 120 books this week and here's my one second review. <laughs> but there's also like, I mean, I found myself, I just finished a book recently that like blew my mind. Gideon the Ninth, oh my God. Gideon the what? Ninth. What a book. Like, it's not for everybody, but it's for me. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. Just wow. And I got done with this book and I went on TikTok and I just searched that hashtag. So I, I discovered so many content creators because I just wanted to like be like my husband's sleeping. He doesn't want to talk to me about a book about lesbian necromancers in space. Um, oh wow, that's, I'm gonna need a, to write that's, that's, not, that's quite that a blowing like, your mind kind of book. Wow, I'm going to need Sarah. to write that down because that sounds like my brand of a, my it, brand it of weird. like something, but it's really actually just a beautiful book about uh, friendship between women. Um, and Gideon is a great like lady himbo and it's the best thing I've ever oh just it's perfect anyway so I and he doesn't want to talk to me about this it's like two in the morning I finished this my kids obviously don't care I don't know anybody who wants to talk to me about this and I just like went on TikTok and was like I was watching reviews I was watching people cosplay it so like if you are doing these reviews if you're talking about books that influence you and all that stuff and you're just creating content around that while you're writing or you know, before you're ready to release your book, or even in the context of having your book out there, if you're talking about your influences, somebody like me, who's like just finished a book and feels like this, mm -hmm. like my heart is beating with you're in the book afterglow, yeah, you're in the book afterglow, yeah, and you want to talk to somebody it to about end. it, yeah, you don't yeah. want it to end, so you seek yeah. out content, yeah, talking about yeah. that book that you're I still going over. Yeah, I must have followed like 20 people who were like a lot of them were actually writers. Mm -hmm. um who just like were like this book blew my mind it influenced so much about my world creation and I'm like yeah I want to know what you're gonna write yes follow like so this is an interesting thing and um this whole idea of who you're following etc cetera, etc cetera. for me I feel like on TikTok because of the way that it goes and because it's pulling algorithm algorithms and doing all this stuff so beautifully like you can if you're an author you can follow a bunch of other authors and still get the benefit from it and not you know whereas I feel like on Instagram if all you follow is authors you're you're cutting you're 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 hurting yourself because you need to be following readers not authors but I do I like that I like that about TikTok a lot that um yeah, it's know, not super narrow. The algorithm throws it throws the net very wide. You follow a lot of authors, so you like books. So mm -hmm. here's this other stuff that's book related. Mm -hmm. It's not just here's all these other authors, but it shows you everything that's book related because readers follow authors too, right? Not just other authors, right? Right. I yeah. will also add as somebody who's currently writing, and I know Casey is too. <sighs> Uh, well, I know, girl. <laughs> Will I ever finish my last chapter? I don't know. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait. You need to hurry up. It's, I'm really excited. But, um, so like one thing that I have also started finding on there is like writer motivation stuff mm -hmm. that is really like, but hashtag you look in, cause since I got it <laughs> open here, I don't know. It's just been served to me on my for you page. I didn't pay much attention to the hashtags yet. But I am sure oh, look, that I put no, this is fun. Sorry, guys. I pulled it right up and guess who was served to me directly? Oh, it's Kiki. So oh it really is. I mean, I follow Kiki, but it's, you know, that's fun. Right. Sorry, totally taking it out there. So I didn't even realize there was a for you tab. Okay. So it's set yeah, on the, the for you tab. page. Yeah. The for oh, you page you is people that tab is people that they think you will like. The follow, mm -hmm. the follow tab is people you already follow. Very cool to know. I told my husband got into eel talk. Yeah. So writing <laughs> inspiration. I'm just going to look it up and see. I mean, goodness gracious, y'all. You talk about... You talk about search, um, search engine optimization and getting hashtags and getting stuff that's out there. I mean, I just typed in writing and it comes up with writing a book, writing prompts, writing tips, writing in books, writing inspiration, writing fantasy, writing motivation, writing ideas. I mean, writing TikTok. If you are a creator who's talking about any of these things, it's going to pull people in on that. I mean, it's, it's, it's just huge. I mean, I think that we've probably done, um, 
a good enough job of convincing people that it's a smart place <laughs> to be. And now like, uh, but we're excited about this. Obviously we're excited about this. And it's one of the reasons why I asked Casey to come in and teach a workshop on, on it. And um, again, that's going to be live on September 14th. That's a Tuesday. Um, you can go to womenandpublishingsummit.com forward slash events and register for the TikTok event. It is a paid training workshop. It's $25 and well worth it. Um, and if you listen to this after that, you can um, you can go and get the on-demand and you'll get everything just like you would have if you were live. And I know that if you had questions after the fact, um, I'm sure we're going to be continuing to talk about this topic. Um, so, you know, we'll bring it on. But do you want to give them just kind of a like, so we've talked a lot about why, how it's influencing um, bookstores, how it's influencing retailers in a very real way. Um, how, you know, the algorithm kind of works, how the fun, I mean, we haven't even scratched the surface on the fun things that you can actually do in TikTok, but um, what can people expect from your workshop? Um, I did. Yeah, I definitely wanted to talk about that because it, this, this particular workshop is for people who are brand new. This is for baby steps. This is for people going, I want to get on I don't know how, I don't know how to start it. I don't know what it does. I don't know what the features are. And, and they really are just overwhelmed and don't want to have to just dive in and figure it all out for themselves. Okay. We're going to talk hashtags. We're going to talk about duetting, stitching. A lot of the stuff me and Alexa did at her dining room table together. That I've already one. forgotten. So I'm waiting it's okay. patiently and for the workshop. That's basically, <laughs> I'm going to be at your dining room table with everybody. And we're going to sit down and we're going to walk you through picking a great username. We're going to walk you through what the different sides of TikTok are. Um, we're going to talk about not limiting yourself to book talk, because if you are really into gardening and you get really involved in the gardening community, and then these people who follow you and support you and think you're really cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, guess what? Now I have a book. Yeah, They're going to want to support. The big thing about TikTok that I think is very different from Instagram is you are the brand. You don't have to put yourself out there with your face and things like that, but you do have to put a part of yourself out there, your humor, your ideas, your, your creativeness. Um, and people will, um, will accept that they'll be drawn to that. Um, whereas on Instagram, it's a stack of books that are pretty and, you know, maybe some clever hashtags on TikTok. It's very much this is the stuff I like. This is who I am. And, and people like organic. People don't like, they want it like not looking perfect and beautiful. They want it a very, very original, very raw, very just, this is me. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. If you agree with me, then yay, follow me. And they will, because it is a vast community, international community. Yeah. I, I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bummed that it took me this long to really come around with, but, but I mean, I didn't have time, but I'm starting, what I'm starting to realize is that marketing is changing every day. Um, we know this as a fact from doing our last four book launches and just seeing the difference in, in it's, there's so many people promoting books out there. It's really hard to be a new author right now, trying to grow a community. I think it's far harder today than it was three years ago, for sure. And, um, and to, to, you have to be willing to move with the changes that go in there. If you want to sell a lot of books, if you want to build a large reader community and have those people talking about your books, like you have to be in the places where those people are, are at. And, you know, the, the, I don't know, because I've seen every genre so far on TikTok. I've seen almost everything. Um, I don't know that I've seen a whole lot of grief, but I can imagine that it's out there because a lot of people are taking more to, um, to TikTok to, to share their grief and to build communities around that, around loss and all those types of things. So I can imagine there's probably a community for every person out there. So I would say, if you're not sure if TikTok is a place for you to show up or not, do a search. Um, I'm sure there must be a way to Google TikTok communities for any genre, right? For yeah, for memoirs and, and for and you can you know, join TikTok and not and it'll just be user number 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 number. You don't have to pick your username right away. You don't have to do those things. You can always uh, change those later after you have more people. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I will say, the TikTok is the number one platform for engagement. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We've said it and we, we, we beat it to death all the time. Email lists, newsletters, get your communities, get your communities. And those are great. And they're super important, but that doesn't give a lot of back and forth. That doesn't mm-hmm. give a lot of engagement. I mean, on, on Facebook, somebody might comment, you know, and that's cool. Or they might share. That's right. cool. On TikTok, they can comment, share, like, duet, stitch. Mm-hmm. Um, they could copy it and paste it on Facebook or Instagram or um, do you know, my daughter's watch, she does, she's too young to have TikTok, but she watches a bunch of funny TikToks on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, and then she is, she's like, I'm on TikTok. I'm like, no, you're not. And she, I'm <laughs> like, oh, YouTube TikTok. Got it. Um, but it is the number one platform for engagement, for connecting with readers and communities, and then having them feel like they get to know you. And they do, honestly. You know, it's funny. I'm just watching this video right here because it, it just showed this. I, I want to use this as an example. Because Are you playing I know, on TikTok right now? I, well, I was just, <laughs> yes, a little bit, maybe. Um, maybe just a little bit. But I want to, I think this is the perfect example, though, because the reality is we have a lot of women in the 40 to 70 age range in our community. And, um, and this can be a scary new tool for someone like that. Well, Patty um, H. Scott who is a, an indie author who I met through Kirsten Oliphant's um, creative writing group. She's just started writing rom-coms in the past. Like, I think she's just going into rom-com. She's been writing sweet romances the last year or so. She's um, got multiple out there now. She is growing as an indie author, but I'm watching her right now. She's, I'm not going to say what age range she's in, but she's definitely in that, in that age range. Um, she's not a young woman. She's not an old woman. She's like just normal. Like, like, right. She's, she's there in her normal clothes. And she's just like, she's doing a funny video here on things that her son is doing. That's annoying her. And she's just got him in the background, gaming, jumping on the trampoline, doing his homework and talking about what she's doing in the meet. So it's, it's simple stuff. Like it doesn't have to be, and she's using it for, let's see, it's got Patty H Scott author. I like um, I, I guess there's a cupcake trend right now. So she's doing something about, I don't know. I don't even know what all of this stuff means, but the whole point is that like everybody can do it and everybody can use it to, to show your personality and, um, and to get people to follow you. Because as Sarah mentioned earlier, as she yelled it at us in a chat box, actually, she didn't say it out loud, but authenticity is more important than anything else happening on this. And what, Patty is doing is she's gaining her, I know we're not allowed to use this word, but I don't know what else to use, but she's, she's building her tribe. Like she's building the people who feel, what is the, what's the PC word now? Y'all correct me on that. I just say community. community. She's building her community of people that, um, that, that, that are going to like her and want to be part of it. And to your point, you just said a minute ago, um, they, they like her, they're going to like her. So when she says, oh, I have a new book out they're going to want, you know, to follow that too. So anyway, beat that with a dead horse. The point is like, it's, you got to move where the audiences are moving. You got to do the things that people are doing. And for, you know, now the, the, the reality is hashtag book talk is the hottest book marketing tool out there. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I believe that's the hottest book marketing tool out there that is free for you to use. Okay. Well, I mean, lot- you've got what Instagram's trying to catch up with books. They are TikTok with doing reels. Mm-hmm. You've got Facebook is now doing these little chat room things, trying to kind mm-hmm. of get in on that engagement and that interaction with people and doing the rooms, um, which is very reminiscent of clubhouse. But, yeah. um, but yeah, like you, you, when, when, when Instagram is trying to copy yeah. TikTok, and YouTube is now doing shorts. Yeah. Trying to get in on that TikTok because it's just so easily consumable. Yep. And if you can fall down, I have been down the eel rabbit hole, Sarah. <laughs> I know exactly. They don't know where eels come from. That's what? the whole point. Scientists yeah, no, that's do not mm-hmm. and have never recorded how eels are born. They just spring forth into existence. That's nuts. Okay, right? now we're all going to be on the eel rabbit hole. <laughs> you guys are going to go down a dark path, let me tell you. Uh, after he got into eel talk, he also got into people mining uh, 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 like minor gemstones in riverbeds for a while. And I was like, what is That is, is like this? ASMR. Like, that is, I watched I'm, I'm that I'm like, too. I don't, okay. Super but, soothing. 
I tell people all the time, Alexa, in our like um, our membership group, um, we have that. Um, if you're not familiar with our membership group, we have a super fun membership group that, and we have like a team Q and A once a month. And people will come in and be like, "Oh, I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed about all this stuff I have to do. I have to do a Facebook page, and I have to do the newsletter, and I have to do the blog." And I always try and say like, okay, like, yeah, there are some things you kind of just have to do. You have to set up a business Facebook page, whether you want to keep up and do content is up to you. Right. But like, try and find something joyful in what you're doing. Don't like, you know, don't uh, uh, kill yourself with these, like the marketing can be fun. And I know that sounds like, no, thank you. It cannot, but it truly it truly can. There's so much joy to be found yeah. in social media platforms and it, it can feel like it, there's not sometimes because there's so much negativity and bad news out there, but there is places to commandeer your joy. And for me, um, TikTok is one of those places. It's very easy to do that because it's an app that is about having fun. It, they like a laugh. Mm-hmm. They are not trying to like, yeah, I've also like learned a bunch of stuff about like how teachers in West Virginia are handling like, you know, restrictions on what can be taught in the classrooms. Super interesting. But like it was told with humor and warmness and authenticity. And it left me feeling better about humanity. And I can't say I've had that experience a lot. In the past yeah, no, if I years. ever said, oh, I read this article, it, that's code for I saw a TikTok. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like, this isn't, this isn't the I've done my research kind of thing. This is coming from PhDs, you know, microbiologists, mm-hmm. lawyer, there's lawyer talk where you, they'll answer a ton of questions for you for free. Um, I've just started following Total Alexa, an entertain, uh, entertainment lawyer, because he talks mm. a lot about really about intellectual properties and copyrights, you know, like, so there's, there's a girl I go and I follow and I just watch the news. Like she's a news broadcaster and she does this funny one and it's called under the desk. And she's literally oh, under yeah, her desk that, yeah. giving you the news with her fabulous hair. And I, I just go to her for my news now, but yeah, it's, it's, I tell people the same joy. Yeah. I tell people the same thing. I'm like, you can't be all things to all people and forcing yourself to spread equally over all social media is insane. Find the one you enjoy. If you enjoy Facebook or Instagram or any of those, then, then do the one that's authentic that you enjoy and is less of a chore. Oh my gosh. Um, it just, it's fun. I'm sorry. I've been just watching all these videos as you two have been talking because I did, I fell down the rabbit hole and then this is funny. I just landed on one and I was like, what's that? Those are all my books. Those are all the books we've published through Cat Biggie Press. And I'm like, duh, that's our account. <laughs> Raywin posted a new video of, of showing our books on a book. And it's so simple. She just did a video recording of the books on the bookshelf. That's it. If there's, she's not in yep. it. There's some it's good, good music. It's a good, I saw that too. It's a good audio. Mm-hmm. It's a good little sparkly mm-hmm. filter that makes the light kind of refract. And so it's a little shiny and pretty. Mm-hmm. And she just slowly panned over a bookshelf that held yeah. all the books that we published. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So exciting. All right. Well, we have talked for a long time on this. I think we've covered a lot of very interesting ground though. And um, join us for the workshop if you want to. Don't join us if you don't want to. Um, but but if, if this is the way to go and you need some help and, you know, I consider myself to be average tech ability. And I just, I just needed some handholding just because it is a little bit different than some, and there's some fun fun things you can do that I didn't know how to do. So I'm excited to dig into it. And by the end of the workshop, you will have an account. You will have some followers. You will have hopefully created something to put out there. I think that should, if that's not on the agenda, that should be an agenda that we all create something that we post so that we can like and share. And um, and and Casey's got some really great work, um, product information and um, downloads. I don't know. I, you've got some stuff for people. Yeah, I've got a few little worksheets just to kind worksheets, of for people yep. to help keep notes about what we talk about and to kind of brainstorm while we're talking and like be able to fill in rather than just, you know, trying to make it all a mess. Um, got a hashtag list we're providing, um, just things like that to kind of get everyone going. And like I said, this is for our beginners. Hopefully we'll do one down the road. That's a little more nuanced, mm-hmm. um, a little more, uh, you know, tips and tricks for creating video videos and stuff like that. But this is, this is mostly for the people who they know they should be on book talk. They should be on TikTok. Listen to me. They know they should be on TikTok, but they just haven't made that leap yet. 
And they just, like Alexa said, they just need a little hand holding, a little, okay, let's, we'll get you going and we'll get you started on the right foot. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been fun. You know what? We should do this more often. I think we should make this a regular segment where we just pick a topic and come in and just talk about it. I mean, what's happening with it. It's fun. Works for me. All right. All right. So go over to womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash events to get all the upcoming goodness that is coming out. We have lots of workshops, webinars, and the membership, all kinds of fun stuff. And please share this. If, if you're enjoying this podcast, we would really appreciate a review of the podcast wherever you listen and some shares. Cause just like everybody else, we're trying to grow too. All right, let's go. Let's go book talking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.